everyone. Welcome to episode number 25 of Facilities 5 and 9, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions, where we focus on your facility so you can focus on your mission. We are so glad that you are here with us today once again for this podcast. We hope that if you are new, a new listener, new subscriber, we hope that you check out some of our previous, the 24 previous episodes that we have out there. And if you have or have a request, if you have something you'd love to hear about, to talk about, or a guest that you think we should have on the podcast, please let us know at info at smartchurchsolutions.com. My name is Nathan Parr. I am your host, and I'm glad to be with you today. As we talk about something that is near and dear to me, I say near and dear is something that I'm going through. So I get to share, and it's going to be story time. Don't worry, stay to the end. There's a there's a message, there's a lesson, and there's something. If nothing else, you will be part of what I am going through, and I appreciate that. So sit back, relax, and pay attention, uh, and enjoy this discussion on when you find yourself at war. Sometimes it's hard to remember when it started. Was it three weeks ago? Was it three months ago? The exact moment it started is not the point. The reality is there's a war and it is raging. This time it's not some far off land, not some place that if you've never been there, you wouldn't understand. No, no, this time it is home, my home. I am fighting a war with an invader that has so far been relentless. Laos Oculatus, the one-eyed click beetle. All right, I get it. Some of you might have just laughed a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Beetle. If you've never heard of a click beetle, you may be like, and what's the issue? What's the big deal? If you look up click beetle, you'll read story upon story of how they can be harmful to gardens as they feed on roots of plants like corn and cotton. They're little worms in the larval stage. They mature to beetles. Average size is around an inch. Some can get larger. No big up to this point, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Let us talk a little bit more about this enemy. They're nocturnal. And they have a very interesting defense mechanism in a way they can right themselves if they're on their back. They can bend and snap the first section of their thorax into a groove in the second section of their thorax. Then when they straighten that section out, it makes this loud audible click and it propels the beetle six to eight inches into the air, assuming that it's on the ground. They can use this to startle predators as well. When they become threatened, they click themselves and hop. Oh, and they can fly a bit as well. And notice I said, if they're on the ground. If they're in your wall, they just make this massive click sound. Click, click, click. You don't know where it's from because it echoes, especially if your house, like mine, is predominantly tile. But I digress. You remember the literature about them? Those those stories that you can read if you look them up on the... uh, the old interweb there. Almost to a one. They talk about how while the click beetle can be an agricultural pest, homeowners do not have to really worry about them. Just seal your house. Like it should be anyway, right? 
and the occasional beetle that might come in will stay away. Keep outdoor lights off. If you're not out there, they are drawn to the light. That's kind of standard stuff. You've got a nocturnal pest, don't, don't entice it in. However, friends, I would not be speaking about, nor you're learning about, the click beetle. If the literature was accurate about all click beetle encounters. So here is our current battle, nay war, that we find ourselves engaged in. Several weeks ago, I don't remember how long ago, they have run together, but several weeks ago we started hearing random clicks in the house. Again, hard to identify where they came from. And you didn't see anything. Was it up in the wall? Was it on the floor? What, what is that click? We'd have friends over, and you'd hear a click, and they'd be talking, and they'd pause, and they'd look. What was that? I don't know. Click. So we didn't see them. We didn't know. We just kind of heard something. Again, we didn't know what they were at this point. A week or so later, we started seeing several of these click beetles, which, again, we did not know what they were at the time, showing up on the back porch. Okay, that's that's how we've got a covered concrete back porch, um, and we are we back up into some wooded type areas. We have several trees, so okay, we we get bugs every now and again, no big deal. But we started seeing these, and when we open the door to let the dog out in the morning, they try to get in the house, and so we did what anyway did we we'd crunch them, we we we'd get rid of them, okay. Because, you know, they're little little black one-inch long, dark-looking things, and really hard shell. Anyway, then we started seeing more in the AM. Then we started finding more walking around the house during the day, so they were getting in somehow. So we did like any normal person, what we called our pest control company. And while the technician didn't know exactly what they were, he did what we would expect them to do. He treated the foundation of the house all the way around and the back porch. Keep in mind, I'm a slab on grade. So in my slab is anywhere from almost zero height above two to three inches above the grade in the front of the house. And it's close to three and a half feet above grade, my slab is. On the rear of the house, the, the land slopes down. But he saturated the foundation and the back porch. He saturated the deck to the point that it took several hours for the solution to dissipate off the concrete. I was okay with that. We know what happens when you start treating for pests. Sometimes the activity increases briefly until the chemical takes hold. That's, that's the deal. I mean... We get it when you have pest control. The chemicals that work really, really good at killing the pests quickly are all pretty much banned uh, because the reason they're so effective is, is a not, not only because they're so toxic, but because they're persistent and that's not good. And so we get that. So we know. So we were expecting a little bit of increase. We're prepared for that. Unfortunately, what used to be 30 to 40 bugs in the morning turned into a hundred or more not cool not cool one night as my wife and I are laying in bed going 
what are we going to do? We had this thought. What if these are wood boring beetles? Because we had some older trees on the backyard. We thought, well, maybe. So we called out some arborists because we needed some tree work done. And again, I'm not an arborist, so we call out the experts, right? And one of them was able to identify them as click beetles. And he said, man, that's weird how many we had, but they were, quote, harmless. Harmless. Cue to the subsequent weeks since then. Every morning, we find well over a hundred of these beetles on our porch. If you open the back door, they seem to turn towards the door at the same time and scurry towards it. It is like some weird horror movie. You open the door, they stop what they're doing, they turn and they make a beeline for the door. We keep a broom and a dustpan next to the door at all times. We found ourselves in the morning both getting up to take the dog out. One, to open the door and coax the dog out because the dog is freaking out because the other one is there battling the faster beetles back with the broom and the dustpan and smacking them and stomping them and the dog's going, look, I, I just got to go and I'm not sure I want to go that way. I mean, how would you like it if you had to get up to the restroom and somebody was standing in front of the bathroom door swinging a broom around and smacking? Did I mention they fly a little bit? So not only are they running towards you, you got to watch for the ones flying around you. So we were sharing our plight one weekend with some of our friends and they recommended a different pest control product, one that we could pick up at the local home goods store, right? I found it. I found the spray they recommended, but it was also available in a concentrate. Two ounces per gallon, little bottle. So I mixed up a solution and, and again, we're willing to try anything. And I, and I retreated around the siding on the back porch, that lower section, because again, they, I'm pretty confident they were climbing up in there during the day. Again, nocturnal, like to burrow. And I reapplied it along the foundation near the porch. And on a whim, I sprayed a bit on the ground next to the tree by our bedroom. It was a beetle apocalypse. They began pouring up out of the ground like a living carpet. It was insane. But it was also a revelation. They were in and around at least one of the trees. I emptied the rest of that solution in and on and around that tree, and I was spraying everything that moved. And I'm about to admit something I'm not very happy about. I broke my cardinal rule. I mixed up another gallon of solution that exceeded the manufacturer's recommendation by a factor of at least five. It was enough to cause a mild chemical burn on my leg, but man, it caused them to scurry. And now we had another target for the pest control company. We called them the first thing that following Monday morning. They came out that Tuesday and they saturated the ground in and around several trees in the yard. And the three trees that we found that had this, they scurried and killed and were dying off like crazy because obviously as a pest control company, they have access to stuff that I do not as a homeowner. And quite frankly, that is probably better for all concerned because if I had access to these chemicals, the way that we have been feeling because of this battle, um, I would probably annihilate every living thing within a square mile of my back porch just to 
get these beetles out, but I digress. So they treated. They came out. The next morning, a hundred or more on the porch. Yet, we are hopeful that it will die down. As this batch on the porch, they were not very active. The majority of them were not active anymore. Time will tell. The question becomes for you as the listener of one, why did you listen to my story about my beetle battle? Well, hopefully you enjoyed it because it's not something you're going through right now. But what does this war have to do with facility stewardship, with facilities, with taking care of your facility and your ministry. My wife made a comment when we were talking is that the reality of the click beetles has forced us to change our preferred routine in our own house because it was easier to avoid, ignore the issue than keep fighting to correct it. We had started down the path of giving up on one small thing and one small area. Then that led to another thing and to another, to the point where now the dog gets on a leash and gets taken out to the front yard to do the business in the morning because it's easier than fighting the beetles. When we come on site for a facility condition assessment, we see the same thing. Many times churches trend and tend to avoiding and ignoring issues in the facility because it is easier to change where you walk, then fix the torn carpet. It is easier to enter into a different door than fix the broken concrete. It's easier to ignore the peeling paint than it is to get on a ladder and correct the issue. The problem with that is when you do that, when you start to give up on the small areas, when you start to allow the small, seemingly insignificant, deal to pass you've lost the war the war against complacency of accepting less than the best from your team from yourself accepting less of what uh, than, than what you invest in the facility you're conceding that which has been entrusted you to the enemy I don't know where this great beetle battle of 2020 will end at my house. But I know this, we are taking a stand and saying that no longer will we change how we live in our house to accommodate the actions of this pest. We'll continue to enlist the help of others because we recognize we cannot do it on our own. We will continue to be honest about what we're experiencing about the reality. We're not going to hide it. We're going to fix it. We're going to take back those small areas one step at a time. Our home, our sanity is worth it. Is your facility and what it represents worth it to you? I hope you enjoyed hearing about the Beetle Battle, especially since you don't have to, and I pray that you never find yourselves in it. I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to also encourage everyone who is listening to reach out and to check out 
and check in with those around you, your team. Many parts of the country are getting back and, and venturing out more than others, but other parts of the country are still locked down and people are still not out and about like they used to be. Encourage you to check our previous podcast about emotional preventative maintenance. And I encourage you to take some of those steps that we talked about then to reach out to folks, inquire how they really are, check in with your team, encourage them to not only get the job done, to do their job, to do good work, but to take care of themselves, to find those things, to get out of the house, get some sunshine, even if it's just out in your front yard or backyard, get some sun, enjoy what God has created. And remember that you're not alone. All of us are in this. We're in this together. Let's be there for each other. Let's take care of each other. Let's make sure that when people are fighting the war, be it a click beetle battle of 2020, or be it one where they're trapped within the emotional darkness of being and feeling alone. Let's not go into those fights without people at our side that be that person when you can reach out when you need if anyone ever needs help needs to talk wants to just connect you can always reach me directly at nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com you can reach our team at info at smartchurchsolutions.com we are here for you we are serious about it if we can pray for you if we can connect with you in any way that's what we're here for I want to leave you again with this quote, quote, kind of an inspiration for today. And it comes from former SEAL Jocko Willink. And his quote is, most of us aren't defeated in one decisive battle. We are defeated one tiny, seemingly insignificant surrender at a time that chips away at who we should really be. So personally, that is very appropriate for us as individuals. When we think of our facility, that's very appropriate as well. Our facility does not degrade generally in one big moment. Our facility experiences deterioration, one small event, one small item at a time. And over time, it is when we quit repairing those as we should, that it becomes the facility that needs a whole lot of work from a deferred maintenance standpoint that could have been avoided if we had taken care and fought those small battles and not surrendered as we went through. We appreciate you being with us on today's episode of Facilities 5 and Dime, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. Again, we focus on your facility so you can focus on the ministry. Check us out at smartchurchsolutions.com. See what we have to offer, the many things that we do within the community. Check out our free resources that we have from ebooks to groups on Facebook. We encourage you to join our Facebook group, Church Facility Management Solutions Group on Facebook. Become a part of a group of professionals across the country, connecting and working and learning from each other. You do not have to be a facility manager or a technician to be part of that group. We encourage anyone who is interested in facility stewardship to be a part. We appreciate those that have subscribed and continued to link out and share our podcasts. 
and download our eBooks and all the other, again, free resources that we have available at smartchurchsolutions.com. I encourage you to check it out. We thank you again for your time and we are praying that you have a great rest of the week until we meet again. Thanks. And we'll see you soon. Thank you.